Mill Creek Golf Course is the Valley's leader for golfing fun with a practice range, short game area, and hole 55 bar and grill all on site. Mill Creek Golf Course features a friendly PGA professional staff available for instruction, along with 36 challenging holes designed by the legendary Donald Ross. Don't forget Family Fun Night Golf on Fridays and Saturdays for just $25. For details and tea times, call 330-740-7112 or go online to milkcreekmetroparks.org. It is time for another episode of By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. I am your host, Mark Means. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9, or Episode 48 in the history of By All Means. The show is presented by Mill Creek Golf Course. Visit MillCreekMetroParks.org for more information. Find us on Facebook, Western Reserve Radio. Find us on Twitter, at WR underscore radio. Download the live 365 apps or tune in or go to Western Reserve Radio. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk to John Vargo and talk about his new home in the Valley. We'll also catch up with Austin Malutic from Malutic Live to talk about the boys and girls high school basketball tournaments. We begin the show with my old friend John Vargo. And John, I'm so used to saying from a newspaper, but you've got a new home. Yes, sir. I'm a senior writer here at the Business Journal here in downtown Youngstown, and I'm actually still in my office right now on the third floor of the Ohio One building, uh, right here on Boardman Street, corner of Boardman Champion, and I'm looking right outside my window at Eastern Gateway Community College and uh, the Mocha House over there, which is a really good place to have some lunch. I'm very familiar with that area where you're in, but kind of tell us how you ended up there at the Business Journal. Well, um, how it happened is uh, my former boss, Ed Puskas, told me uh, about an opening here after the the former Vindicator closed, and I applied, and at the time, they didn't have an opening, So, but they said, they'll hold my resume, and probably about a year later, I got a call, and things worked out over the next month, uh, month and uh, about five weeks. I uh, dropped the bomb at the, the Tribune uh, in early December of last year, and I started here on January 4th, and now I'm writing for what we have, the Brain Gain here, which we uh, promote uh, entrepreneurship, uh, and uh, as we try to keep uh, the brain drain in the, coming from uh, the Mahoney Valley and having uh, promoting uh, – more people staying in here instead of uh, migrating elsewhere and uh, promoting uh, this wonderful area we call home. And also we have uh, what we call the sports enterprise here as well. And uh, we are doing something like a uh, Darren Ravel type look at uh, the Pony Valley. Uh, so taking a look at the business end of uh, athletics. And I was just going to ask you about the the sports enterprise. I've seen uh, a lot of the work that uh, you guys have done there at the Business Journal with that. And uh, kind of take us through some of the people you've already talked to. I know you guys have spoken to the Scrappers among several other people around the Valley. Absolutely. And uh, we've uh, I've 
spoken to uh, one of my old beats, uh, McDonald Basketball, and we were able to uh, look at uh, not only their success on the, on the court, but uh, how they're succeeding off the court as well in all sports because of their financial support they get uh, not only from uh, their alumni, but from their the town as well in southern Trimble County. Um, one thing I would like to plug, uh, later this month, I'm having all four Pavlansky brothers in-house here at the Ohio One building for a conversation and uh, soon-to-be story, hopefully later this month or maybe in early April, uh, to talk to them about, uh, about coaching and, you know, their roots and entrenched in the Poland area and especially I thought it'd be a good time to have them all in here with uh, Tom Pavlansky uh, getting uh, the new position at Poland and definitely a well well deserved position there uh, I've uh, actually went someplace you're familiar with uh, Mark as Grove City I was there on Friday in Westminster talking about the economics of uh, both of those schools division three schools taking a look uh, because we all know what how division one programs sometimes have felt the the hit of the coronavirus so I just wanted to see how our local division some of our local division three schools were impacted as well so I went across the border on uh, last Friday to uh, talk to both athletic directors and uh, yeah obviously your name came up when I went to Grove City with Ty Gibson <laughs> Mark so uh, um, yeah what a, I'll tell you what uh, what Two fine institutions. I, I love both of their programs over there. They, I mean, what the the amount of support both of those programs receive from their alumni, from uh, from uh, just to, you know, just from the school itself, is just amazing. How a Division three program, and I I don't have to tell you all that much, Mark, because you're familiar with the Grove City football program and how it operates, but I also did a little bit of dive into how the how they're handling the COVID situation and both of them are just, you know, it's it's spectacular how they're how they're putting everything together and division three is sometimes thought as an afterthought in in athletics, but it really shouldn't be because I think right now they are the ones succeeding through this coronavirus era. Yeah, it's been a difficult time for everyone, and there's been a, a lot of athletic success over there at Grove City, whether it's football the last couple of years. Uh, the uh, men's and women's basketball team both went to the Division Three tournament last year. Matter of fact, the when the men lost in round two at Worcester, that was actually the last time I called a game. And uh, how about it'll be one year since I called that game on March 6th, John. So things really have changed in that last year. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you bring up early March, and actually March 5th was the last time I covered uh, YSU men's basketball against our Horizon League opponent. That's when myself, Rob Hayes, and Chris Sumner uh, made the venture out to Chicago. And uh, we, we saw YSU fall that night at Loyola. And it's, uh, so ironically, uh, it's why she ends up beating UIC this year um, uh, at home. So I think uh, it came full circle for the men's men's basketball team as they play at Oakland tonight. So, and yes, I still I, some things some things are a little bit uh, hard to shake, you know. So I, I still follow the men's basketball team at YSU and the women's basketball team. So it's. So when you've been covering them for two decades plus, it's kind of hard to get out of your system just all at once. 
You know, it is a little unfortunate. Uh, we haven't been able to go to games, but uh, I've been watching a lot of them on ESPN3 or ESPN+. Plus. It's kind of unfortunate for Valley fans, John, that both the men and women's program are playing simultaneously tonight. And that's uh, one of the things I actually looked into in Sports Enterprise. Uh, I talked to Rick Love and how they were able to cope with uh, not having fans this year. And they actually have those two big banners, as you can see, on the ESPN Plus uh, broadcast. Uh, and I um, I want to give two a shout-out. Uh, speaking of the broadcast, I want to give a shout-out to two of my coworkers, uh, Steve Peterson and uh, Maggie Young. Uh, they are two of the uh, videographers for the those broadcasts. So And uh, – they do a wonderful job there, but you can see those two uh, banners for uh, Southwoods Health and Rise Pies and how the marketing staff at YSU was able to salvage, you know, in the face of not having, you know, too much funding uh, to do it different ways and look at it differently, you know, to get those banners, to get the visibility out there, not only there, but also the scoreboards as well to look at, you know, and give their advertisers the biggest bang for their buck in, in a time where, you know, they don't have people in the seats. And around this time, you would know, Mark, you know, we would probably have, I'd say, around, you know, four or 5,000 for a home game if YSU was, you know, so be it uh, in a quarterfinal hosting one. So for I, I think they've done a, a – a great job down at YSU trying to salvage what they can. And it is unfortunate, Mark, for us as, you know, people watching, you know, basketball for all these years not to partake and just be around that atmosphere because it, it's such an exciting atmosphere, especially around late February, early March. So, and, and I'm just trying to see if I can wrap my head around, you know, it's almost March Madness time as well. And you know what? While we're complimenting people, I, and I know you've worked with those these two gentlemen as, as well. It is uh, we're so lucky in the valley uh, when we watch these ESPN Plus or ESPN Three games to have guys like uh, like Rob Schmidt and like Ron Potesta doing the games at home because the talent might not be as good when you're forced to watch a game on the road. Those two guys do a fantastic job. They do a great job on the women's product production as well. And we're very lucky to have those guys. Oh, absolutely, and it's just so it's so um, it, just to you know to, it, we are lucky to have both of those guys to have a talent and be able to you know uh, have that you know on a game by game basis for us because if you do watch some of these other broadcasts and I have ESPN Plus so I'm able to watch some of these other games and it's so um, interesting to watch watch those people there and. It just doesn't compare, you know, and we're very lucky to have that, Mark, and you were, you're absolutely right on that point. So, uh, John, before we let you go with your new uh, venture with the Business Journal, what are some of the projects you might be working on that you can let us know that are coming in the future? Well, right now I am uh, I am working as we speak. I'll be here for a little bit longer. I'm uh, trying to get this done by the end of the week. I'm working on this summer career development program from inspiring minds uh so i get to uh, I, I got to sit down last evening with uh derek tolls 
uh, the founder, and what what a great interview. And it was it, it was just as good, if not better, than when I interviewed him years ago at Ohio State when he was a player at Penn State. And uh, the things he's doing for the youth around Warren uh, is just it, it, it's simply amazing to get a deeper dive of what they're doing and how they're doing things as well. So uh, I'm doing that. And you can also uh, see one of the, my projects that I have on on there. It came in print. It's, uh, it is released on, uh, on the Internet, but not uh, fully on the online edition, on, uh, in print, but not on the online edition fully yet, is uh, women's sports. I talked to uh, – Three area women who are in uh, the sports management: uh, Nancy Knight from uh, the Struthers Athletic Director, mm-hmm. uh, Heather Salee, who you are familiar with from the Scrappers, right. and uh, also and also Emily Wallet from YSU, mm-hmm. and they gave me some insight of their positions and how they are able to, uh, you know, show other women and young young girls that you know it you too can be part of uh, sports management in the 21st century how difficult has it been in the last calendar year john to conduct those types of interviews uh is it a lot of phone calls in, in zoom or have you been able to do some of these in person <laughs> well let me give you a little story mark so i had uh my first week or two i had uh, uh this um can't think of it. it. It was supposed to be at Window World. It's supposed to be hybrid, like an in-person and uh, a Zoom call. So I said, well, I only live a little bit away from Window World. So I went down there, knocked on every door. Nobody's there. I still had 10 minutes to get back. So I'm rushing back home. I get on the Zoom call uh, for um, uh, it was the Youngstown Warren Regional Chamber, the one from Ashtabula, and the one from Lawrence County which ended up being a couple other stories I got out of Lawrence County as well. But uh, long story short, Mark, is I, I, my son was able to get me online real quick, uh, and uh, he, I was there for the hour-and-a-half long interview. But it, it's just not the same, Mark. It, it, being right. on a Zoom call, it, you just don't get the flavor or the feel of who, who you're talking to and, you know, the atmosphere around you. So it's, it's a little bit blase when I'm trying to write up a story where I don't have that background as I normally would, either albeit when I was covering a game or just doing a feature story in general. And, um, I'll, I will be ecstatic when we can just go out without mask and just, just go out to these events and don't have to worry about the social distancing or anything like that and just go back to a little bit of normalcy and just, you know, so I can get that flavor again of, you know, who people are and, you know, and, and describe it in, in as vibrant detail possible. Well, John, congratulations at the the new position there at the Business Journal, and uh, best of luck. I'm sure we'll be in touch as the calendar year goes on, and uh, thanks for a couple of minutes on a busy day for you. Mark, thank you very much, and it was a pleasure talking to you again. 
Our friend John, Virgo, John Vargo now at the Business Journal. Make sure to check out his work on all of their websites and social media pages. You're listening to By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. This is presented by Milk Creek Golf Course. For more information, go to milkcreekmetroparks.org. A little tease for next week. We can tell you the director of golf, Brian Tonar, will join us for his monthly visit that will begin next week as we'll talk about the PGA Tour. We'll talk about, of course, all the great things that are going going to be going on at Mill Creek this spring, as hopefully we'll be able to tell you when they're going to open the north and south courses, and we'll of course tell you about all the uh, COVID procedures that are going on at Mill Creek Park Golf Course to make it the safest experience possible for all of the Valley golfers that are out there. Uh, and also coming up on uh, joining us next week, uh, we're trying to get a few more things uh, nailed down, but we hope to be joined by Joe Klimchak, and if if you're a Pirates fan, you know that name. You know the voice even more. Joe has been the uh, alternate public address announcer, and he is the in-game host for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And with the big announcement coming earlier this week from the governor of Pennsylvania that uh, crowds will be permitted to attend both games coming up here in the next few weeks. Mill Creek Golf Course has been the Valley's leader for golfing fun since 1928. It features 36 challenging holes designed by the legendary Donald Ross and was voted a top 30 municipal facility by Golf Week in 2012. The Mill Creek Golf Shop is a certified Callaway Golf Custom Fitting Center and is stocked with your favorite golf apparel and accessories. Mill Creek Golf Course is now booking tee times for this year's golf season. Please call us at 330-740-7112 or online at MillCreekMetroParks.org. You're listening to Western Reserve Radio, the radio home of the Youngstown Phantoms, part of the Live 365 Network and SB Nation. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you can miss a lot. Mark, you're 100% right. He does not get enough credit around the league. He gets, I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Calhoun and, and the assistants and the rest of the players here at Hawaii, as you know how valuable he is. He is right now their best player on the floor, hands down. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you can miss a lot. To the radio play-by-play voice and our buddy back from here at Youngstown, it is the voice Fitz. Everett Fitz, you, my friend, how are you? Man, it feels good to hear your voice again, Mark. Everything's going well and definitely uh, excited to be back on the airwaves uh, briefly for uh, here in Youngstown. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. 
Mill Creek Golf Course is the Valley's leader for golfing fun with a practice range, short game area, and hole 55 bar and grill all on site. Mill Creek Golf Course features a friendly PGA professional staff available for instruction along with 36 challenging holes designed by the legendary Donald Ross. Don't forget family fun night golf on Fridays and Saturdays for just $25. For details and tea times, call 330-740-7112 or go online to milkcreekmetroparks.org. Youngstown, Warren, and Salem's local and national sports talk can be found on TuneIn and the Live 365 app at Western Reserve Radio, WRDB, The Scourge. means continues right here on Western Reserve Radio. Thank you to John Vargo from the Business Journal for joining us in segment number one. As always, segment number two here on By All Means. It's What's Trending with Mark and Dave. And Dave, unfortunately, YSU football is trending, but for all kinds of bad reasons, the Penguins off to a tough 0-2 start. They fell at home on Saturday, back at home, which was great to see. Small crowd, but a crowd in general was great to be there. They fell to the Panthers 21 to nothing. Yeah, what I watched of that game, Mark, that whole defense, it's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. Uh, three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. It's, you're never you going to win a game. Oh, yeah, offense, three and outs. The defense, they just gave up yardage like – pouring water down a faucet i mean it was a close game for a while before the final touchdown from you and i kind of put things out of reach in the fourth quarter through two games the defense has given up 23 points per game which is a little high but isn't terrible i watch the defense and i see you know i see potential i just a lot of inexperience i love the linebacker play the defensive front is a little young but then you you turn to the offense and and dave in the era of offensive football in college football whether it's the fall season or the spring season if you played two games and you're averaging three and a half points per game that's not going to get the job done no it's not going to get the job done and the offensive line, which we've heard was supposed to be this great offensive line this year, looks horrible. You're thinking of last year's offensive line. Well, this, I heard stuff this, about this year's offensive line that's supposed to be good, too. Right, but this year's offensive not. line is returning uh, only one one starter from last year. They have four new starters and, and one return. They, they, there are a lot of guys that have potential. They just don't have a lot of experience. Well, this this entire team is. I'm not looking for any great thing out of this team this year because the the experience is not there. They're they're really young. There's a lot of inexperience in every position, including quarterback. It's just it's not going to be a good season for YSU football. And, and here's the thing about it. In the conference that they're in, in the Missouri Valley, it doesn't get any easier. I'm sure you open up on the road against the defending national champs, the number one team in the country. You follow it up by playing the number four team in the country that began the year at, as the number two team in the country. They lost their first game. They fell to four. And who do you get this week at home, Dave? You get the Salukis of Southern Illinois. 
And what did they do last week? They ended North Dakota State's 37-game winning streak. Which so doesn't not bode well. Team. <laughs> no, it's not. The only thing that's going to help YSU this week is if we can have temperatures of minus 19 and uh, <laughs> maybe the other team doesn't show up. Yeah, I mean, Southern Illinois is a very good team. You look back at that game against Northern Iowa for the Penguins, and um, you look at the game, Mark Wade, 8 of 10, throwing the football, 33 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Offensively, they're not turning the ball over, but they're not moving the ball either. And that's forcing a defense that I think has played pretty well just to be on the field too much. And when you're on the field too much, you're going to get tired, even if you're a young team. Well, the opening drive for uh, Iowa or Northern Iowa was over eight minutes long. That was their opening drive of the game, which they ended with a field goal. The only time YSU's defense even looked any good was on that last stance before the field goal where they held them. When they had open field behind them, they looked horrible. Yeah, I mean, you look inside the numbers, they gave up three sacks. I mean, they only committed three penalties, no fumbles, no turnovers. And so they're playing clean football. They're just – it does make me wonder because in, in last week's game specifically, they were rotating. When they changed quarterbacks, they changed running backs as well. So you had one running back with one quarterback, maybe not for the entire game, but for a good majority of it. And then when they switched to another quarterback, they had a different running back with a different quarterback so to me uh, I know you're using this year as a young team to kind of you know get some continuity get some experience and determine what you're going to do for the future but it doesn't really let either quarterback develop any kind of rhythm to be looking over your shoulder to see what series you're coming in and what series you're coming out no and when you got like uh, let's see Wade 8 for 11 75 yards and a touchdown wait a minute wrong game that yeah, that was the week before. Right. There we go. Eight for, eight for 11 for 33 yards. Right. See, that's the thing. And then you look at Craycraft, 7 of 9 for 31 yards. The, the throws aren't deep downfield. They're not really you know, challenging a defense. And you're not really able to run the ball with any any regularity either. And let's face it, whether it's all the way back to the Coach Trestle era, all the way through to you know recently, what YSU football has always done is run the ball, and they have not been able to run the ball at all this year. No, not with, uh, let's see, eight carries for 38 yards, nine carries for 37 yards. Heck, Wade, who was the leading rusher last week, was the second leading rusher this week. So, I mean, your other running backs, four carries, no yards, one carry, no yards, one carry, oh, this is Craigcraft, one carry minus three yards. Uh McLaughlin was 8 for 38 yards. You're not going to get it on the ground with those numbers. And that, to me, speaks offensive line. The offensive line is not opening up the holes. They're not giving these guys some place to go. In 24 rushing attempts in that game against UNI last week, they averaged 3 yards a carry. And 3 yards a carry... I mean, if I do my quick Hubbard math, if you run the ball three times for nine yards, you still have to punt on fourth and one. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not, unless you see something that speaks, hey, we can do it on this fourth and one, you don't go for it because you're just going to turn the ball over and give the other 
team great field position. It is. I mean, the, the schedule has done the Penguins no favors with North Dakota State, UNI, Southern Illinois. Then you go to South Dakota State, come home for South Dakota. So, I mean, the schedule has been exceptionally challenging. But when you're in the Missouri Valley Football Conference and you're in, in my opinion, and a lot of people nationally opinion, if you're in the best conference for FCS football in the country, it's going to be a battle week in and week out. I mean, you're talking about uh, a, a defense that's giving up almost 350 yards per game. And, you know, they're allowing 23 points per game. It's it's not going to get any easier the next couple of weeks for the Penguins, unfortunately. Right. And now, YSU in the spotlight for a different reason. During that game, which I'll let you go ahead and take it. Right. There was a, a YSU director of player personnel, Tim Johnson, who, if you're a Penguin football fan, you know the name of Tim Johnson, who also went on and played uh, in the National Football League. Uh, he was involved in an incident where he made contact with a player from northern Iowa while being on the sidelines. And uh, he has been suspended to the fact that he will not be permitted on the sidelines for the remainder of the spring football season by both Youngstown State and by the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So he's still on the team. He's still coaching. He's just not permitted to be on the sidelines for the remainder of the spring football season, issuing a statement saying, I apologize to you and I, Youngstown State, the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and our community for what occurred on Saturday. As a member of the YSU football staff, my actions are held in high regard and should have never... And that should have never occurred. Again, I deeply apologize to all who have been impacted by my actions. And you're talking about a former All-American for the Penguins who's in his first year on the Youngstown State football staff. It's an unfortunate incident. It's something that cannot just be glossed over, Dave. But it's one of those where he's got his punishment now. He's not allowed to be on on the field for any of the games the remainder of the year. Hopefully everybody learns from that mistake and they're able to move on. Now, are they calling that a year ending with this spring play? Or yeah, are they calling this, that a year ending at the end of the year? The end of this spring season. Okay, so he will be allowed back on the field for fall football. That That's what it, now, it looks like, that he should be allowed back on for that. And how do you feel that's going to impact YSU with him not being able to be on the field? No, he's a, he's a he's direct- a he is an assistant. Right, but he's a director of player personnel. He's not a position coach or a a coordinator. So okay. it's not not something that they're going to be affected by in that way. He's somebody that's important to the program. Don't get me wrong, but he's not, you know, not an offensive line coach or a tight ends coach or a quarterback coach or a linebackers coach. You know, he's director of player personnel. So he's going to be missed because he's someone that, you know, he's is out there to you know really you know get the team fired up and keep them focused and and those kind of things so he'll be missed but uh it's not as bad as it potentially could be that's well that's good to hear so what else we got going on mark also want to take a moment and before we go to break all the ysu men and women's basketball team in the quarterfinals of the horizon league tournaments today the women will tip off at eight o'clock tonight at number two seed milwaukee should they win they would advance to the next round that is coming up on monday the men's team they are on the road at oakland to take on the golden grizzlies for a 7:30 tip off 
Should they win that game, they would advance to the semifinals that will either be uh, at 6.30 on Monday on ESPNU or at 9.30 on ESPN2 for the upcoming game. So best of luck to both the men and women for Youngstown State as they continue to play in the quarterfinals of the Horizon League Basketball Tournament. Uh, The men's baseball team played four this weekend on the road uh, down in Louisiana. They came back one and three. They'll begin conference play for baseball here in the future. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the high school basketball scene in the Valley with Austin Maludic from Maludic Live right after this. Mill Creek Golf Course is the Valley's leader for golfing fun with a practice range, short game area, and hole 55 bar and grill all on site. Mill Creek Golf Course features a friendly PGA professional staff available for instruction, along with 36 challenging holes designed by the legendary Donald Ross. Don't forget Family Fun Night Golf on Fridays and Saturdays for just $25. For details and tee times, call 330-740-7112 or go online to Mill Creek so are you enjoying our station well now you can take us along on your mobile device wherever you go wow. the free live 365 app is available for both apple and android devices that sounds like fun i'll give it a try just go to the apple app or google play store and download it today you're listening to wrdb Western Reserve Digital Broadcasting, Youngstown, Warren, Salem, and around the world. During the fall and winter, grilling season never ends, and Gessler Propane is your local supplier that makes sure you get your hard-earned money's worth. Why go to gas exchanges to pay higher prices for tanks not filled to capacity? Gessler Propane makes sure you're prepared for year-round grilling with 100% filled tanks at a reasonable cost. See Bob Monday through Friday, 10 to 4, and Saturday, 9 to 3, at Gessler Propane, 702 Youngstown. Town Poland Road Struthers or call 330-755-9119. Gessler Propane. They got gas. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you can miss a lot. To the radio play-by-play voice and our buddy back from here at Youngstown, it is the voice Fitz. Everett Fitz, you, my friend, how are you? Man, it feels good to hear your voice again, Mark. Everything's going well and definitely uh, excited to be back on the airwaves uh, briefly for uh, here in Youngstown. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on WesternReserveRadio.com. 
by all means continues right here on Western Reserve Radio. We now turn our attention towards the high school hoop scene, and we are joined by owner-operator Austin Maludic from Maludic Live. And Austin, boy, it's been a unique high school basketball season this year like we've never expected before. Absolutely, Mark. Good evening. Yeah, it's been crazy. God, you know, every day, seven days a week, we've been hard at work 12 hours just, you know, not not knowing, you know, not knowing at 4.30 if, if this game's even going to be played that night. And then it's got to be challenging. I mean, not only to give the games the proper coverage that they deserve, but as a player trying to get ramped up for a game and then it not happening or not thinking you're going to play and then, you know, being able to schedule a team to get a game in, it's got to be challenging in both directions. Definitely is. Even for the coach's standpoint, you know, I had a team this year who was on their way to a game and it never happened. And, you know, it sucks because I feel bad, especially for the for the seniors out there. Yeah, the seniors trying to get that last run into the tournament in Austin. We talked earlier in the week. We're down to four girls teams left playing now out in, in, into the regionals. In, in D2, you've got Perry and, and Poland getting set to play at, at Barberton. And Poland's having another terrific year. Yeah, Poland definitely behind senior Jackie Grizzo. They're doing unbelievable. Uh, Nick Coach Blanche has done an excellent job with that program year by year. And let me tell you something about this Perry team. I actually saw them on Saturday against Salem. This is going to be a tough one for Poland tonight. But if they um, if Poland plays their game, they should be able to win this one tonight. But it, this one's going to be tough. But this one will be a good game up at Barberton. In Division Three, you've got uh, South Range playing uh, Warrensville Heights. Uh, that game will get underway here in, in about a half an hour. And you look at the South Range team, and the last couple of years they've really come on strong, and they've got some great senior leadership. Definitely, and it stands behind Lamparty once again, and, and Lexi Giles, the junior. She, if she's on tonight, look out. South Range is going to be unbeatable. South Range definitely could have been playing Warren Harding tonight, but Warrensville Heights actually knocked off Harding in round two in uh, double overtime. So, not, nobody was expecting Warrensville Heights to get here, but South Range should win easily tonight, I think. You know, you look at South Range, and whether it's, you know, boys or girls basketball or, or baseball or, or the football team, it's, it's a heck of a time right now to, to be a Raider because they're doing a lot of winning, no matter what sport it is. Oh, definitely. You look at, you know, every side of the sport, whether it's basketball, football, like you talked about, even baseball and softball, Mark, wherever you're playing in South Range, which sport it is, they're always winning, and you're always seeing them in the regions, in the regionals. And then, of course, uh, the, the most difficult matchup to talk about is in Division Four, Region 13, and it's difficult because we know we're going to lose one local school in this uh, Western Reserve McDonald matchup that's slated for Thursday night. Well, Mark, if you remember, this game should never be happening in regionals. This is always a district championship game in Mineral Ridge, but with the COVID and the extended brackets this year, they were on opposite sides of the brackets, so they're going to play in the regionals on Thursday night up um, up there, and it should be a good one. Uh, like I said on my podcast last night, I think Western Reserve can beat them. Do I think they will? It's going to be a tough task, but if you look at both sides of the uh, they both sides of the uh, schools, they have both big uh, big big key parts and the big bench so Thursday night's going to be fun between those two squads 
You know, it's interesting. You talk about McDonald right now and, you know, just basketball in general is at its peak in McDonald right now with how good both teams are doing. And when you watch some highlights or you, you, you talk about them, it's nice to see in the highlights that uh, if the boys are playing, the girls are there to root them on and vice versa, which is always good to see. Definitely. And, you know, Mark, before we talk about McDonald, let me just say this about South Range real quick. That a heck of a job by South Range to, you know, I'm not sure if you've seen the post last night, but South Range actually had their schedule was a boys game tonight, moved it tomorrow so they can support the girls team and then vice versa, they'll support them tomorrow. So, you know, McDonough doing the same way, regardless of what sport it is, you know, these teams are out there supporting each other and it's very nice to see. With these four teams that are left, we know we're going to lose one for sure with a local-local matchup. Who do you think can go the furthest? Can we get somebody into the state Final Four? Uh, I definitely think so. I think, obviously, I feel like McDonald's toughest task will be Western Reserve just because it's a battle and they know each other. South Range, looking at their bracket, I really like their chances to make it far. If they get past Warrensville Heights tonight, they're going to end up probably playing Garfield, who I've seen on Saturday afternoon play a very good champion team. And Garfield was down the entire game, came back and ended up winning at the end. If they can get past uh, Warrensville Heights tonight, which I think they will, I like South Range to go far. And But don't sleep on Pullman either they, you know they're bound to go far as well i think poland's got their toughest task tonight though and then for mcdonald's sake if they can get past western reserve look out for them but if i had to pick one to go to the fathers i'm going to go with the south range raiders you know, you turn to the, the boys and you talk about the teams and schools that have had success. you got uh, you got Springfield tonight playing champion. And a, a lot of the football players that have gone to the state championship the last couple of years also play on the hardwood for the Tigers. Definitely. You look at Clay Medvick, Bo Brungar. Those are two athletes right there that start for Springfield. So, Mark, if you look at it, with Springfield going to state in football, they haven't, you know, had a week off since, what, the beginning of July, end of June. So, you know, these kids are tired, but I think Springfield wins big tonight. I don't expect this game to be close at all whatsoever. You have a number 15 seed champion and a number one seed Springfield. You know, Springfield just got upset by Sebring, you know, at the end of the regular season. But I think Springfield wins this game big tonight. And look out for the Tigers. They're going to keep continuing to roll. You look at a couple of Trumbull County teams that have had good seasons that are playing tonight. You've got LeBray taking on Cardinal Mooney, and, and Newton Falls is going to play Atwater Waterloo. And those two Trumbull County teams have tough tasks in front of them tonight. Definitely. Let's let's take a look first at number seven Waterloo and numbers three Newton Falls. This game is going to be intriguing tonight. You look at Waterloo, Cairo Shockley, Mark. He's put up 78 points combined in the last two games against Minnow Ridge and the opponent they just uh, beat Jefferson in double overtime over the weekend. Cairo Shockley is a senior and he's putting up 78 points combined. I mean that is Waterloo's only player, but it's hard to stop him. For Newton Falls, Joey Klein and Josh Honeycutt are two phenomenal players. I think Newton Falls wins this game tonight. But Waterloo's going to give it their all on the road. This game is going to be close. And then if we look at LeBray, Carter Mooney, I got LeBray on the road. Uh, Jack Kaiser's done an excellent job with this program this year. But Mooney, get this, they have not had a game in two weeks. They just got back from COVID. They were they did scrimmage Boardman is what I was told by my source uh, in that layover two-week period once they, were, once they got back from COVID. But I like LeBray. They've been playing good ball lately. I like LeBray to come on the road and knock off Mooney tonight. 
You look at Division Four, and a team that's intrigued me is is Matthews, and they had a hard-fought, tough, close win in their last game. They got to go down on the river to take on a very good Wellsville team. Can the Mustangs go on the road and get a win? Well, if you would have asked me that last Friday, I would have said no against Heartland Christian. But now I guess i got to rein the uh, Mustangs bandwagon, Mark. Uh, they are playing good uh, good ball under Coach Weimer, and uh, they're surprising some teams and keeping their eyes open. A lot of people are keeping their eyes open now on this Mustangs team. Now for Wellsville, they are the 5 seed, but I think Matthews can go down there and get a win. We know it's never easy to go down to Wellsville and get a win, but I like Matthews on the road tonight to get this, get the win and you know keep, the, keep people's eyes open on this Mustangs team and if Matthews was able to knock off Wallsville tonight they're back to the district championship mark you look at a matchup that I know is close to your heart with Lowellville and, and Bristol and going down there to Bristol to take on the Panthers at their gym is always a tough place to win Absolutely. Actually, I'm actually at Bristol right now. We're going to be doing a pregame show here at 6.30 from Bristol. Uh, yeah, number four seed of Panthers and number six Lowball. If we looked at Bristol real quick, they have a really good junior in Nick Church, who's averaging about 20 points a game, Mark, and just phenomenal ball so far from Nick this year. And you look at Lowball, they have two sophomores in Vinnie Ballone and Anthony Hussain, who continue to dominate game by game by game. Tonight is going to be fun, and if I had to pick the game of the night to watch, this is definitely Lowball and Bristol. This one's going to be fun tonight. Um, I'm going to go Louisville on the road, though. So let me ask you about McDonald. They're the number one seed. They're taking on Valley Christian tonight. And, and McDonald, they look—they seem to be, from what I've watched and heard, uh, a different team than they were last year under Coach Razil, you know, with the, the high-scoring kind of up-and-down up and team. They seem to be a little bit more balanced this year. Can that balance take them further in the tournament? Oh, I think it can, Mark. Absolutely, and you know, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Valley Christian and Coach Dolphcare was in an excellent job this year with this Eagles team, game by game by game. But McDonald's on a mission. McDonald's going to win this game big tonight. I will not to be surprised. If this game is forty plus points tonight if McDonald wins by that much. But I like McDonald a lot, and I think they can make it. I really think they can make it in the in the championship in the state this year. Uh, no easy task tonight. I like McDonald big on at home. Look at games coming up on, on Thursday. Poland will host Louisville. Uh, Louisville seems like they're a school that's always good at whatever sport they put out. And when they face Valley teams, they always give them a challenge. What will the Leopards challenge Poland on Thursday night? Yeah, Mark, this one's going to be interesting. If you look at this game, if these two teams, the last time these two teams have played each other was 2009 and 2010. Before that, they have not played since, I think, 1967, mistaken, around there. So they've only played once in between uh, since 67 to now. So Poland actually got the win there, but uh, no easy task for the Bulldogs at home tomorrow. It's going to be a tough one, but um, we'll see what happens. I, I think Poland still gets the job done, but it's not going to be easy on Thursday against Louisville. Just like we mentioned with other home gymnasiums, it's always difficult to go into the field house and, and knock off the Wildcats. They'll have Canton South coming up on a Thursday as well. Struthers has been one of the best teams in the Valley all year. Coach Ranky's done an excellent job. Trey Meska continues to lead that senior leadership in Struthers. Mark, this game is not even close. Give me the Wildcats at home big. Uh, asking some people about Canton South from the Struthers point of view. Nobody knew nothing. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm going to go with Struthers big time. Uh, Struthers on the mission this year, and they, they won Cheney again, which they will get in the regionals if Cheney continues to win. 
You, know, you talk about two double-digit seeded teams, Chardon and Canfield, 14 and 10. And you know, from a broadcaster's perspective, they w- normally when they can fill that gym, it's filled top to bottom, and there's it's a great home court advantage. Obviously, it won't be the same right now, but uh, Canfield's a tough team to beat on their home floor. Definitely, and Trey Dye is putting up big numbers for the Cardinals this year. And, you know, a lot of people were sleeping past Canfield and not thinking they can get past Ursland, but, you know, Canfield definitely was able to get past Ursland, and they will be tested tomorrow against uh, Thursday. I take that back, Thursday against Chardon. But I think Canfield continues to impress some schools and, you know, get the job done easily at home Thursday against Chardon. If that's the case, they're traveling to the third house Saturday at 4 o'clock in Struthers. Austin, before we let you go, one more game to get to. Jackson Milton and Warren John F. Kennedy coming up tonight at Harding. And Warren John F. Kennedy, they've played some close games. They've been in some buzzer beaters this year. Is that experience playing in tight games, do you think that can carry them far this year? You know, I was talking to Jackson Wilson's head coach, Stephen Propical, this morning, talking about the game, and they have never played at Warren Harding before the Blue Jays. So, obviously, it's a bigger court for them, bigger, biggest, bigger atmosphere. He told me they're going to arrive at, like, 5, 5.15, just, just to get a feel for the gym. But JFK is on a mission right now. You look at three three players in the starting lineup, Cam Hullaball, um, Gabe Green and Hayden Wade are putting up big numbers, and they're going to, three are going to be unstoppable tonight. I think JFK wins this game easily. Austin, you and your crew do a great job getting scores out there to fans in the Valley. How can they find them on your social media accounts? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like like Mark mentioned, seven games tonight, boys' side of things, two girls' games tonight. It all gets underway in about 10 minutes. Uh, we have a crew everywhere tonight, so we'll have scores and updates throughout the social media platforms. You can check us out on Facebook, Melodic Live. You can check my personal account out, Austin Melodic, on Twitter, we're Melodic underscore live, on Instagram, we're Melodic underscore live. We have a website, MelodicLive.org. Check everything out. Also, tonight, don't forget White Men. Austin, Mill Creek Golf Course has been the Valley's leader for golfing fun since 1928. It features 36 challenging holes designed by the legendary Donald Ross and was voted a top 30 municipal facility by Golf Week in 2012. The Mill Creek Golf Shop is a certified Callaway Golf Custom Fitting Center and it is stocked with your favorite golf apparel and accessories. Mill Creek Golf Course is now booking tee times for this year's golf season. Please call us at 330-740-7112 or online at millcreekmetroparks.org. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you can miss a lot. Mark, you're 100% right. He does not get enough credit around the league. He gets, I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Calhoun and, and the assistants and the rest of the players here at Hawaii, you know how valuable he is. He is right now their best player on the floor, hands down. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. To the radio play-by-play voice and our buddy back from here in Youngstown, it is the voice Fitz Everett Fitzhugh. My friend, how are you? Man, it feels good to hear your voice again, Mark. Everything's going well and definitely uh, excited to be back on the airwaves uh, briefly for uh, here in Youngstown. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio, take one. 
Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. That was also a big draw when Major League Baseball talked to us about this concept and, and if, if we would be interested in, in moving into this league was the vision that we'd have State College, Williamsport, West Virginia, all three really strong. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Ohio high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You're listening to Western Reserve Radio on westernreserveradio.com. Time to wrap up another edition of By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. Thank you to today's guest, John Vargle, writer for the Business Journal. Check out the Sports Enterprise. And Austin Maludic from Maludic Live. Check them out on social media for their high school sports coverage. Those guys do a great job getting scores from all over the valley on their social media. I know they helped us out here on Western Reserve Radio trading scores back during high school football season, and we appreciate working with them last year. Coming up on next week's show, Brian Tonar, director of golf from Mill Creek Metro Parks, will join us in the first segment, and Joe Klimchak, in-stadium host for the Pittsburgh Pirates, will talk about what he does on game day and what his job was last year during the certain COVID season at PNC Park. Don't forget, this show is available in a podcast form. All you have to do is search by all means on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many of your favorite places to listen to the podcast. Or just follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter. That is Mark underscore means. And we'll have that show up for you here in the next few minutes. Again, thank you to Brian Tonar and a Mill Creek Metro Parks golf course presenting another episode of By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. Thank you to our executive producer, my co-host Dave Ferris, back at our studios in Struthers. And we will talk to you again next week as we're joined by Brian Tonar from Mill Creek Metro Parks Golf Course and Joe Klimchak from the Pittsburgh Pirates in-game operations. You've been listening to By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio.